0: As, uh, as the kids are heading out uh, it was it's it's my pleasure to introduce you to richard tracy and so what I wanted to do before uh, Richard shared uh, the word with us is to for Richard to share a little bit about himself. Richard, I've heard you talk before, and you remind me of somebody from a different part of America. Tell us where you're from. Well, is it New England. Uh, is it
1: Minnesota? Uh, I grew up. Minnesota. Just, I just grew up. I'd say Boston, actually. Okay, close um, to Boston. But kind of like 3,000 miles uh, east of Boston, <laughs> um, in a place called Monaghan, which is right on the border between Northern Ireland and the Republic of Ireland. Mm-hmm. Um, grew up there. My mum and dad still live there. Um, they're probably trying to Skype me as we speak. We usually talk at 10.30 on a Sunday morning. So, uh, mum and dad, you won't be listening, but we'll talk later. Um, grew up there. Uh, I have one sister, Sarah, and uh, she lives in England. She's married to Phil. They've got uh, three kids. Left Ireland when I was 18 to go and study in Scotland. Um, Studied for four years in Aberdeen, which is right up in the northeast of Scotland. And as well as getting a degree, I collected something far more valuable when I was in Aberdeen. My precious wife, Lisa. And uh, uh, she has sort of outrun the benefits of any kind of degree I could have ever had or do have from that place came back from uh, Aberdeen to Dublin in the Republic of Ireland and went to seminary for two years and then was ordained in 1998. Uh, I think it was actually this weekend in 1998, so I think I'm celebrating my 15th anniversary of ordination. Now, why did you feel weekend. called
0: to ordination? How did that process go about Ooh. or called to the ministry in general?
1: Yeah, I knew you were going to ask me this and I've been, I've been kind of trying to condense this answer all week and... I, I guess why the ministry? Because fundamentally, I believe I was called. Uh, and that goes back to my teenage years when we sang the song, uh, And Can It Be. That song has such a, a special place in my heart because it was during the singing of that song when I was about 15 years old. The number 15 seems to be quite important to me. And um, When I was 15 years old, that uh, I gave my heart to the Lord um, and shortly after that, through a whole kind of orchestrated set of events between 15 and 18, I felt really called uh, to serve the church. And over the years, I've been kind of wondering, why, why did God call me to do this? Surely he could have found somebody more eloquent, somebody more skilled, somebody a whole lot brighter than me. And obviously he has called those kinds of people. Um, but, but I've realized that the church is the place where God has chosen to disciple me and to train me as well as called me to lead in. And he knew that this was the context where I could become more like Jesus. Um, and I know all of you have context that you're in. And and part of what I'd just love to exhort you in this morning, and I know I'm not preaching yet, Johnny, don't worry, <laughs> um, is, that, is that the context that God has placed you in that's the most beautiful place that he will disciple you. And that context may be difficult. You may not be particularly happy with it right now. There have been times I haven't been particularly happy with my context. I know you find that hard to believe. But this is the place where God has grown me and trained me and continues to shape and mold me. So mm-hmm. I think that's part of the that's, calling as that's well. That's great
0: to hear. And in the process, God brought you from uh, Ireland to the U.S. That was just a couple of years ago. You are now serving as, as the rector, or lead pastor of St. Brendan's in the city. Um, why, that, that had to be a pretty major decision to come to the U.S.
1: Uh, sure, it was a major decision, um, but it, it, it was the culmination of a 10-year journey um, for Lisa and I. Shortly after um, we got married, We felt the Lord say to us that at some point in our lives we would live um, and minister in the U.S. And we've walked that journey for a very long time before it actually came to fruition. There were times Lisa felt it was time and I didn't, and then I felt it was time and then she didn't. And then there were just a whole set of convergent events that came together to bring us to St. Brendan's in the city, which we love. And I'm not saying that because some of our congregation are here this morning. But, <laughs> <laughs> well, partly that's true. Um, but we do. We, we, we came here three years ago, uh, four years ago now for uh, our interview with the church and, and, and just fell in love with, with the people and the place. And, and we've just had a fantastic time ever since we've been here. We, I, and that's the other reason I feel called to ministry. I love what I do. I, I love this. Um, It's not a a duty. It's not a burden. It's it's a love as well. And
0: and Richard has a great heart for people. I've I've seen that over the past couple of years as I've had a chance to interact with him in clergy interactions and lunch and coffee and times that we've gotten together. His love for his congregation, his heart for for the people that that God has placed in his trust far outweighs mine. So if you feel lack of love from me, go to Richard's church. You will find it there. He really does have a pastor's heart. Um, For Richard to be preaching on Psalm 23, as the Lord is my shepherd, he really does epitomize pastor as shepherd in a way that I know challenges me um, towards greater love and concern for those around me. Um, I also wanted to mention St. Brendan. St. Brendan's is one of our sister churches. They started in the city... Um, and just over the past couple of years, especially with Richard there, we as a church have made a commitment to them financially to be su- supporting partners with them to support the work that they're doing in the city while mm-hmm. we're outside of the city, mm-hmm. and we want to carry that on. Um, so, uh, maybe you could tell us a little bit about St. Brendan's. I know it started before you got there, but it's also a church plant like this is.
1: Yeah, St. Brendan's is a, is a church plant um, out of the Falls Church. We're about seven years um, old, and the The name St. Brendan kind of conveys a little bit of of who we are as a congregation. St. Brendan was a very famous Irish saint, a little less famous than St. Patrick, but still very famous and very precious to us. And and Brendan's, um, Brendan's nickname was the Navigator. And he was the, he was the journeyer. A Legend says that he got in a boat, a very small boat, and made his way across the Atlantic and found America long before Christopher Columbus or any of us. Um, and, and part of the call of our congregation is to, is to navigate things. Um, we, live in a, we find ourselves in a context which needs a lot of navigation. Um, we, we're a congregation primarily of younger people, uh, although we have some forty somethings now, which is really really helpful, um, and and we're we're a congregation that that has a lot of leaders in it. So we're um, you know we're we're focused on on discipling one another, and we're a congregation with a high turnover of people. Um, last year uh, around this time, we started a great exodus from our congregation. Twenty five people, which was about. A third to a quarter of our congregation were sent somewhere else. So we're yeah. we're we're very much a community that has to care for a, a transitory population. But also we're we're passionate about Washington, DC, and we're passionate about all parts of this amazing city. We're passionate about Washington and we're passionate about the District of Columbia, and we're passionate about everyone who lives within DC. Right from where, where if you earn a million dollars or if you walk the streets and have nowhere to live, we love you equally. And uh, I was about to say we have both of those in our congregation. I don't think we have anyone in our congregation who earns a million dollars. But we have people in our congregation who spend um, many, much, many, much of their day just walking the streets because they're homeless. And we have a we have a strong partnership with Central Union Mission. We have a strong heart, just to be with people and to offer hospitality to strangers and to anyone who comes across our path. And that's very much um, just just who we are and who we seek to be.
0: When the church started, after it had left uh, the the church planter was Bill Haley. After it left his house, it started meeting at Central Union Mission in the recent, uh, about a year ago or a year and a half ago, you realized you had to leave worshiping at Central Union Mission, which is a homeless shelter, really, because they were tearing down the building or redoing it. So you were looking for space. You found space. If somebody wanted to worship with you on a Sunday, where would they find you?
1: They would find us at 907 Maryland Avenue Northeast in Washington Community Fellowships building. Which we share with them, or they share with us—one or the other, depending on how we're feeling. Um, but that's that's where you'll find it. It's and it's five, five o'clock. o'clock on Sunday. Five o'clock. And so.
0: one more thing: you did something that I thought was really interesting. You talked about your love for the the community and for the people. And recently, one of your um, endeavours to be loving mm. and hospitable to the community involved um, something that I grew up absolutely loving. Maybe you could tell us just briefly about that um, endeavour in the park. I was just wondering which one you grew up loving and which one I should share. It was not the park part of it. It was actually the other part. So it was called.
1: So so we we, we did this thing um, over Memorial Day weekend called Flash Table, and this is the this is the illustration of of Flash Table where we took. Um, Two tables to a park in D.C., uh, put lovely linen napkins, uh, linen tablecloths on them, linen napkins, six chairs around them, one at one end of the park, one at the other, and then this pie station right in the middle. And we served pie in the park for about two and a half hours. And around 30 people sat down with us to eat pie and to have conversation and to to become known in just even a tinier way in a very, very anonymous city at times. And and again, every kind of person sat with us. People who don't have anywhere to live, people who'd had a phenomenal night out the night before and were coming down from that night, (laughs) tourists, uh, people on their way to work, people on their way home from work. Some people wanted prayer. Some people just wanted someone to say their name and, and know them. Some people wanted to just share a story. Some people just wanted to eat pie. And it was just this amazing equalizing moment in Washington, D.C.
0: It's, it's an amazing thing that hospitality, a willingness to love and serve other people, and sometimes just with the you know, lack of pretension or it, with lack of a motive other than come and eat. Um, totally. Like there's know,
1: no so- nutritional value in pie. <laughs> I'm sure there is. I'm sure there's a pie maker in here now who's going to have a word with me afterwards. But we weren't there trying to solve a problem. And so often I think we want to we come up with solutions to the perceived problems we think people have or even the real problems they have. And, and sometimes we need to have a little breather from that um, and and actually be with people because it's in being with people... We start to be with ourselves, and then it 's in being with ourselves we become more effective in terms of what we would bring to to another person so uh, it was just brilliant we 're going to do it again um in the next few weeks, and we may go somewhere else we may sit, we may serve ice cream this time i don 't know what we 're going to do, but it was just uh, you know and and just a thing that came from within our congregation it wasn 't you know no one kind of sat down and said what are we going to do?" We just felt this kind of bubbling up and we responded to it.
0: Yes, well, whoever came up with the idea, I like it. It's, yeah, it's a great Carrie,
1: Carrie Umhau and Scott Borger, oh, not the not, not, not rector in any shape or
0: form. <laughs> let me, a let let note, note, note to self on that one. <laughs> let me say a word of prayer for you, Richard, and it's for St. Brendan's before um, you share with us from Psalm 23. Lord, I am thankful for Richard and for Lisa for their calling to the ministry and to Washington, D.C. I pray that you would be with my brother, Richard, and guide and strengthen him, mm. lead him by your spirit, I pray for St. Brendan's as a congregation, that you would watch over them, strengthen them with leadership, with Mm. stability, with mutual love for one another, and for a missional concern for the city around them. Mm. Guide him now as he shares with us from Psalm 23. May the word of God come forth from him, your Mm. servant, this day. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen.
1: Amen. Amen.